When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Rangers Rabble Extra with myself, Martin Douglas. Rangers Rabble regular. Cami, Cami, how are you? Very well, thank you. I was going to say your actual name, but I forgot what it was. Scott Cameron. There you go. Um, and I'm <laughs> delighted to say I'm joined by the Sunday Mail's Chief Football Writer, Scott McDermott. Scott, how are you? I'm good. Yourself? Uh, I was all right until we had all the technical issues before we started, but hey, we'll get over it. Obviously, we're going to have a wee chat about the Hibs game. We've done a live match reaction last night, so I don't really want to dive too much into the game. We'll just talk about the, the big talking points, Scott. And I suppose we'll kind of start with... The, the Rangers SLO came out tonight and said that Rangers have seen the comments made from Hibs and it's, everything's going to be done behind closed doors. But what did you yourself make of Irvin Welsh's comments? I've only just seen them, to be fair, Martin, myself. Um, obviously, I, I didn't see the... I was watching it on Hibs TV, obviously, so I wasn't aware of them until until today. So, listen, he's pretty outspoken. Irvin Welsh, isn't he? he likes using colourful language. <clears throat> I'm sure we've all had a... I laugh at it at times on Twitter, um, kind of see these tweets and listen to them and stuff. Um, but obviously the comments are a bit unwise given the given the circumstances, given the world we live in. Um, and it will be interesting to see. I mean, listen, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's enough to get too worked up of it. But it will be interesting to see if any if any actions been taken. It sounds as if. Hibs have apologised already, so I just wonder whether that'll be the that'll be the end of the matter. I, I'm not sure it'll go much further. No, I know, I know. It's just that I think Cammy, obviously, me and you'll have watched a, maybe Scott as well. I've watched a lot of Rangers TV and over the years, and Tom Miller gets a bit excited with his commentary sometimes, and maybe says a few things that we would find hilarious, but maybe fans of other teams wouldn't. But Jink, that's just slightly overstepping the mark, although it is Hibs TV. I just think, to be honest, you take a chance where a, a guy like that is a as a guest. To be honest, we you know I mean we spoke about it before we we went on, and David Tanner wouldn't know what Irvin Welsh is going to come out with sort of situation, you know. So it's 
you, t- you take a chance with that type of uh, outspoken uh, personality. I totally, yeah. I totally agree. Listen, David, David Tanner's a professional guy. He's been in the business a long time. I mean, but he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been expecting that. He'd have known, know that uh, Irvine Welsh is, um, as I say, pretty outspoken. But I don't think he'd have been expecting that. So, listen, maybe it is overstepping the mark a wee bit. But I think in this case, no, an apology might suffice. I can never like train spotting anyway. Um, <laughs> And obviously, he made the comments, Cammy, because of the challenge from Alfredo Morelos. Now, we did go into this quite in-depth last night uh, on the live reaction. Um, should have been a red card, obviously. I don't think there's, I don't think any of us three are going to argue that that wasn't a red card. It was a stamp. Um, and I have no doubt that the compliance officer will get involved. I think that... Or am I wrong? It's, well, she's, she's apparently left her post, so I'm not oh. sure... I'm not sure if there's anybody actually in situ that can actually um, can actually do the sighting, but we'll soon find out. Morelos, it's silly, it's it's petulant. Um, the referee's looking straight at it. Um, you know, he's obviously thought that it's just uh, a sort of coming together. I think if he watches it back, his decision might be different, but. Um, it's just it's classic Alfredo. Um, you know, you just you, we, we talk about Irvine Welsh. You know, you just don't know what you're what you're going to get from uh, game to game. And it's just we we got away with one, and it was obviously it was written in the stars that he was going to it was going to score the winning goal. Aye, and and, and Scott, though this has been the recurring theme since Alfie came to Rangers. Um, I think maybe at first. I think a, a few of the decisions that went against him were a bit unfair. But this petulant side of him, he's never seemed to get rid of it. Even though I think there was a time, I think, when he went something like five, five or six months without getting a, a red card. But, I mean, if the just say for talking's sake, we're not 23 points clear. And he gets sent off for that last night, which has happened in the past and it's affected the team. You know, I, I think there's every opportunity now. And maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong, Scott. But I think now the message will probably be for the manager, I need to get rid of him. I think so as well. Listen, Stephen Gerrard's done everything to protect Alfredo Morelos. Um, I think he's actually tried both sides. He's tried to protect him at times. There's always, there's also a couple of times he's had a wee pop. This season in particular, he has been really protective. Um, even last night, he obviously didn't get drawn into anything after the game. I think that's because he knows he needs them for this season. No, Rangers are so close now to getting this title. He's coming up with big goals at Pataudry and, and Easter Road. So f- at the moment, no, certainly publicly, Stephen Gerrard, I think, is willing to uh, kind of give him a bit of leeway. But, but I think you're right. It, it's happened too often now with, with Morelos. And I don't think you will ever get rid of that, that petulant side. I mean, you mentioned the, the spell he had without a red card. I think that coincided with, with a spell where he wasn't scoring goals. So mm-hmm. whether there's a correlation between the between the two, um, I'm not so sure. Everybody says no. If you try and take that element, uh, no, those type of players, then you, you lose a wee bit. And I think there is a, a bit of that with, with Morelos. But deep down, um, as I say, I think you're right. I think come the end of the season, Gerard will. No, don't want to say well, I've had enough because. I've asked Gerard about Morelos enough, and he does like him. No, he cares about him. He thinks he's a good player. As I say, he's tried to protect him. But ultimately, 
no, you're right. He's cost Rangers in the past with moments like that, and it, and if if the title race was a lot tighter, then no, something like last night, if he'd have got a red card, then could have been really really costly again. And I, I think I said to a few people last night when I mean, you look at Atten coming on and Ruth coming on, to me they're the they're the future of Rangers now up front for the next the next couple of years. Obviously, if Morelos goes, they would need to go and add and, and bring another striker in. But those two in particular. I think Gerard already knows that he can that he can pretty much trust them. They can do a job and they, they can get goals. I know, Cammy, I said get rid of him there. That was a wee bit harsh because, you know, look, <clears throat> he's been fantastic for the football club since he's come in when he hasn't been sent off. Um, but do you, do you kind of go along with what Scott says that, look, the end of this season, we should be looking to move him on? I, I just think it's, uh, listen, I would love nothing more than Alfredo to stay, but he's obviously... He wants to play in a bigger league and wants to make as much money as he possibly can and that sort of thing. But I just hope that he gets the he gets the goals between now and the end of the season, fires us to the title and hopefully the, the Scottish Cup. I think that'll be a a good way for him to go. I mean, he'll be remembered. He'll be remembered fondly by the Rangers fans because he's gave us some unbelievable uh, moments. I just hope he breaks the. The hope the old firm hoodoo and uh, the the last couple of games that we've that we've got, you know, because he, he deserves uh, he deserves to to get that monkey off his back, so to speak, you know. But I mean, I, I love I love Alfredo, but I think Scott's bang on. I think Itton this season has he's not had the pressure because he's just been getting a game here and twenty minutes there. I think he'll be better for it next season because he'll have that twelve months. Eh, sort of acclimatising himself to Scottish football and Ruth, Ruth's just a class act. I know, I, I, I kind of ha- have to agree with you, Scott. I've got a funny feeling about it. I think Itton could actually go on and be a better player than my Alfred because I think he's got more of his game. He's obviously still raw, he's still young, but I think he could be the future of Rangers. I, th- I think you can see an improvement in Itton already just from working with Gerard and, and Beal. They've obviously been careful with him. You know, they're working with him on the training ground try to improve him. He is a young player and experienced. But I think already, even in the wee cameos coming off the bench, you can see improvement in him. And as I say, even he was only on what 10, 15 minutes last night. But just the way he held the ball up, you know, he got into channels, he won free kicks. He was clever. You know what I mean? Things that actually Morelos, you know, you, you, you want to see Morelos doing more of and he's been here you no know, three years. So I think they see it and as a kind of work in progress. But I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think at the start of next season, for instance, if you just gave it in a run a 10, 15 games in the, in, the, in the Premiership, he would get you goals. No, with the chances that Rangers make, he would definitely get you goals. And as I say, I think him and Roof look really good. No, they've come in. It has taken them a wee bit of time, as it, is, no, as it does with every player. Roof's had a couple of wee injuries as well. Um, but I think they're, they are definitely the, the future for Rangers in the next, next couple of years. No, definitely, definitely. And Cammy, just to kind of a finish up on on last night's game, just in general, you know, I, I missed the first half because I was working and I seen the second half. And as I was watching the second half, every time we've went to Easter Road, whether it be you know pre twenty twelve or or now, I've never felt comfortable watching a Rangers team up there. It's always been a difficult game, but I had a kind of a different feeling watching that game last night. I kind of I, the best way I can describe it is I, I was calm. I mean, I th- to be honest, I think uh, the the team are getting are getting better game by game and how to handle 
their game management's far far better than it than it than it's been in the past when we've we've ended up with a draw or a defeat, lost goals late on. One um, 0 last night, we were well in control. The defence was was solid. Big Hollander was quality. Davis, Jack, Kamara, middle of the park, uh, solid. Um, Hibs, Hibs, Hibs didn't play badly, but I just think we suffocated them and we we were quite easy, uh, quite comfortable winners in the end, even though it's, it was only 1-0. Aye, Scott, not not a great first half by all accounts because I, I meant to watch the game back the day, but uh, I've got my six-year-old daughter homeschooling, so that was never going to happen. So by all, all, <laughs> all accounts, first half was about 50-50, but second half, Rangers were in control. Aye, they were. I mean, the, the first half, I, I was. I just thought Rangers lacked a wee bit of urgency. I mean, they, in the forward areas, they, they didn't look you no know, too troubled defensively. I think Hollander's block early doors. I think Chris Boyd mentioned it in TV last night. They, they actually didn't make much yet in, in the commentary at the time. But his block on Doidge, um, it was after Morelos had actually lost a ball in the middle of the park. But his block in the six yard box was was crucial. No, it went for a corner. And, I think that just kind of set the tone for Rangers defensively and Hillander went on to have a, to have a cracking game. Um, actually, I know there's a lot of debate about Hillander and Hillander or Balligan, but it, it actually reminded me of the ball across the goal for the, the Motherwell goal at first part when Balligan loses uh, Cole in the in the six-yard box. And I think that summed up the difference between Balligan and Hillander. And it's why I think you would always have Hillander for big or tough away games, the Premiership and in Europe, because he's, his defensive positioning is just top, top notch. Um, so, no, defensively, they were, they were sound. I just thought they lacked a wee bit going forward. Um, in terms of the front three, I actually thought creatively they were missing Hadji a wee bit in the, in the first half. But to be fair, I think Gerard must have got into them at half-time. I thought you'd seen a, no, a bit more desire, a bit more urgency, a bit more pace to them in the second half. And once they get the goal, you never felt, yeah, you never felt Rangers were in any danger of dropping points, even in the last 10 minutes. I mean, how many times have you been watching a Rangers away game in the last couple of years, last 10 minutes, and it feels like the Alamo, no, they're just, the other team's going to score, but it was the complete opposite last night, and Roof and Itton helped with that when they came on. I know, that in the last kind of couple of seasons, the last 10 minutes, I've just hid behind the couch. Um, but no, you're, you're saying there about the Hollander block, I think the commentary team had... <clears throat> Another thing on their mind, and that's already spoke about <laughs> all night. But, but, but Cammy, that's a fair point because I seen something on uh, social media today that said um, it was talking about Phil Hollander and about how we missed him last season and how that might have been slightly underrated. So for you, is it Goldson Hollander? Aye, for me, that's the best uh, pairing. I think. Um... I think Golson looks better with Hollander. I know our, goal, our goals against record, you know, you would say it doesn't really matter. But I just think you, you've always got a chance with Balligan. You know, I just think there's, I just, Hollander, solid. We go in against Antwerp in, in two or three weeks' time. I would expect Hollander to play, to play both matches unless they've got a, a guy up front that's uh, Usain Bolt. I think that's the only way Balligan will play. I, th- I think the I think the whole I think home games, particularly games at Ibrooks against like bottom six Premiership opposition, you would you would be tempted to go with Balligan because you no know, he is better on the ball. He's better at driving into midfield. He's got that pace. You no, know, you're playing against 
no, with all due respect, like your St. Johnson, St. Mirren's, the, the, the chances they're going to get are going to be on the counter-attack. That's the way they're going to play. And Balligan can get you, out of, get you out of trouble at times, more so than Hollander. But I agree with Scott. I think for, for big games, certainly European games, particularly away from home, and also games at Pataudry, Celtic Park, you know, Easter Road, you, you would all, I would always go with Hollander just because of that that defensive nous, you know, that positional sense. And especially up against Dodge and Nisbet last night, you would always want Hollander over over Balligan, I think, in that instance. Uh, but Scott, just to bring it back to you then quickly, I mean, we've heard a lot, obviously, about Hollander not having the most pace in the world. But for, for a guy who doesn't have a lot of pace, he very rarely gets done. Uh, well, Chris Boyd said that last night about, about Davy Weir after the game. No, it's quite mm. similar. I know he's no, no as old as, as Davy when, when he turned up at Ibrooks, but... No, the same no, speed. Well, that's it. I mean, he's no blessed with pace at all. Um, but it's interesting. I've seen a comment from Stephen Gerrard. Um, I don't know when he said it, but he, he was talking about Hollander, saying you can see that he's worked with Italian coaches. He obviously he's had a bit of time in, in Serie A where you know, they drill you no, know, they drill players in, in those kind of defensive systems. Um no, you get all over people, and it's all about positioning and limiting chances and all the rest of it. So, I, I definitely think he's a better he's a better defender. And you look at the the Motherwell goal. I, I'm not being overcritically Balogun. I think he's been he's been excellent since he came in. He's been a great great signing for Rangers um, to get him in a, in a free. You no, know, a guy with that that kind of experience. But the Motherwell goal, I just think you no. Know, if you watch it again, Devante Cole you know, lays off a throw, and then it gets played wide. There's obviously issues out wide that you know, they should have stopped the cross coming in, but Balligan just kind of switches off and Cole gets in at the back. I, mean, I, I don't think Mother will score that goal with, with Hollander playing. Yeah, well, I probably agree. And I think a lot of that, what you're saying about the... I think for a bit, maybe... What was it five or six games? I was quite. I was starting to question Cami Bonabarisic. I don't even know how we've got off on this tangent, but anyway, here we go. I started to question kind of bon, Bonabarisic defensive ability, not obviously his attacking ability because his attacking ability was phenomenal um, As I got a message for TalkSport on my phone um, his attacking ability was phenomenal but he seemed to when you're talking about closing down crosses, he always seemed to get caught out with that and, of, and with people going past him and getting round by him if I've explained that correctly I know, there was a spell, I think uh, during December, I think with both fullbacks I think even in the European games I think we 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 are sometimes uh, susceptible to the to the same from both sides. To be honest with you, but I think that's the you sometimes get that way. Your modern day the modern day fullbacks. You know, I mean, it's like I've I've watched the the Premiership down south and I've seen Andy Robertson get done. I've seen Trent Alexander Arnold. You know, I mean, it's not just uh, it's just that's one of these things that happens. But I think Barisic over the last three, four, five games has been has been back to sort of seven out of ten. I don't think he's been outstanding, but I think he's back to almost Sasa Papach like solidity at the back. And even Tav, I thought Tav last night, I thought defensively, I thought he handled pretty much everything that uh, was thrown at him. And you know, it's still a, a criticism that people have of uh, the captain, but he's he, defensively, I think he has improved. No, absolutely. And another man who's improved since he came to Rangers, Scott, 
and he's been excellent since he came, but it just seems game on game he's getting better. And I think somebody who I'm going to be messaging you um, in the summer saying if we still got him is Glenn Kamara. I think he's been absolutely outstanding, and I thought last night he was fantastic. I think Kamara has been so impressive recently that that we could be talking about him as a potential player of the year candidate. Now that, that's how good I think he's been. I mean, if you'd asked me about a month ago, six weeks ago, I thought. No, Tav Tavernier would have won it at the park. But you're looking at Kamara last night. I mean, that performance, I mean, I thought Davis was, was excellent as well. But Kamara, I thought, was pretty much out in his own. I mean, they two and Hollander were the, the kind of top three for me. But no, his performances are getting better. I think he's taking his game on to another level. I think he's now, he's not just that sitting midfielder who wants to play, you no know, six, eight yard passes. He's wanting to drive forward. That no, his his body movement and his that turn of pace that he only ever he only ever brings it. You don't think he's got a turn of pace, and then it just gets him out of trouble when when he's in a tight situation. It's like a twisted hips, and then he's he's away. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding, and I mean I've said for a few a few weeks now um, that when Rangers look at, at selling somebody in the the summer, obviously they've talked about selling. An asset or a couple of assets. I mean, previously I'd said Kamara might be one, and it was only because you think of the money that they paid for him, you think he's probably got a desire at some stage to go back down to England. He's, he's also going to play in the Euros in the summer, which, if he's a good tournament, could take his value up. All of that made me think he, he might be one that you would let go because they've got no Rangers, they've got a strong midfield. You can go and get another midfielder. But I was watching it last night thinking, can Rangers can they actually afford to lose this guy in the summer? I mean, I know Gerard's been talking about a new contract and it's no it's no happened yet, but I think they're going to need to try and speed up that, that process. And even if there is bids come in in the summer and if one comes in it's big enough, you might need to let them go. But at the very least, have them on a long-term no big contract so that you can, you can get absolutely top dollar for them. Because if he goes and rips it up at the Euros then there'll be no no shortage of interest in the summer. That, that is the big worry, Cammy, with, with Glenn Kamara. I mean, we've got we've, we've got probably seven, eight, nine players probably going to the Euros, but the one that worries me the most is Glenn Kamara because like Scott says, he's getting better and better and better every week. And I mean I don't I wouldn't even want to try and put a price on him, but he, he is completely invaluable to that Rangers team. Ah, uh, it's remarkable the development. I mean, we, we signed him. We know how much we signed him for, but it's, uh, it's... How much was that again? Just remind me. I've been mentioned. Uh, it's, 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 it's remarkable. You know, I, I, he, he never like, stood out for me any time I've seen Dundee, but he just he's a, he's a footballer. You can see he's been coached at Arsenal and he's been brought up the, he's been brought up the right way. He could play in any league in, in Europe without a doubt. I mean, European football is when I think he's been at his best until very recently. But even in the the, the sort of harder games uh, in in the Scottish uh, Premier League, I think he's fantastic. And it's it's like uh, Scott says, you've got Davis coming towards the end of his career. You've got uh, Ryan Jack in and out with regard to injuries. How much are we going to be able to rely on him for 40, 50 games a season? Scotty Arfield getting older. I, I think you're wanting to get, I mean, I think Kamara's contracted till 2023 20, potentially. I think you're wanting to add at 
least a couple of years onto that just to protect just to protect yourself because as, as Scott says, he tears it up at the Euros. Uh, I think you, you're not going to get anywhere near what he's worth. I think it's also fair though because you've both mentioned him, Stephen Davis, Scott. Um, yeah, do you know what? He might be advancing in, in years, but I actually feel over the last kind of three, four, five weeks, he's even upped his performances. I, I agree with you. D- Davis has actually surprised me this season. I, I need to hold my hands. I didn't think he would have played a lot of games. You know, when I looked at Rangers midfield, I thought he would be invaluable to the dressing room because of his experience and he's, he's kind of been there and done it. But obviously due to injuries, he's maybe played a bit more than Gerard would have wanted, but He's made that uh, kind of sitting midfield role his own, basically. And games like last night, I mean, the state of that pitch, um, and David Davis barely wasted a barely wasted a pass between him and Kamara. I mean, you wouldn't have known they were playing on a, a pitch like that. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't rule out Davis playing uh, another year, but I, I agree with Scott. Now, when you look at the kind of makeup of the midfield, and you see how much Kamara's standing out. No, you would you would want to keep him, but I think it's going to be difficult. Going to be really difficult because I mean, if clubs only looking at him just now, um, as I say in the summer, if he plays uh, if he plays anything like he's doing just now at the, at the Euros, then there'll be there'll be clubs there'll be clubs uh, circling really. And you know you know what it proves as well. Just I know we're joking about the about the fee, but it just goes to show there are no there are diamonds out there if you. If you can go and go and go and find them, um, and he was right under Rangers' nose, basically playing playing in Scotland. Um, and I know you, you hear people all the time saying, "Ah, oh, how do you replace him? How do you replace a guy like that? How do you replace Tavs?" And no, that if you're if your scouting network and your recruitment is good enough, which you no know, looking at Rangers to be fair, no, we think it is good enough now. Then there are, there are players out there that you can go and get. Um, no, dare I say it, Celtic did it with Van Yama and Van Dyke and people like that. There are there are bargains out there, and for me, for Rangers, that's that's the model that, that they're going to have to follow in the next the next few years. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that, Scott. I'm going to just bring this back to you again. Sorry, Cammy, mate. I'm pretty much ignoring you tonight. Um, <laughs> you're talking there about you know what Scotland has to offer. Are Rangers and obviously to some extent Celtic as well quite fortunate, or, or maybe this is just what we see as supporters from other supporters? But are Rangers and Celtic quite fortunate that the English leagues don't seem to look at our league very favourably? I think you're right. I mean, if you look at well, look look at somebody like John McGinn, for instance, and what what he's done. I mean. Until Aston Villa came in, no, there wasn't there wasn't much interest in, in John McGinn, and as we all know, he could have easily went to went to Celtic. But you look at what he's done down there, um, no, easily good enough to be playing in the in the Premier League. If you'd asked a lot of folk up here that watch Scottish football, um, no, they would have said that, that they doubted that whether they could go down there and go down there and cut it. I, I think there is. Listen, it's becoming. I think it is becoming harder. There are fewer. No, look at Billy Gilmer for instance. A lot of young Scottish players been lost now to big English clubs early on. No, even German clubs are coming in and taking taking young kids now for for Scottish clubs. So it is becoming harder. But I think there are, there is guys out there. Kamara is the prime example. Early twenties, been released by you no know, a big Premier League club. You no, know, maybe went a couple of places. It's not quite worked out. But Scott says they still get that. No, that upbringing for Arsenal, those kind of, no, that raw ability, 
got all the tools, um, and well, somebody at Rangers spotted it, and what a, what a signing it's been. Um, and listen, you could argue the same about Morelos to get him for a million a million quid for for finish football again. Um, no, those are the type of markets that you that you need to look at, and there are, as I say, there are there are bargains out there. Um, if your scouting's good enough to to go and get them, and they can they can make you millions in a couple of years' time. Absolutely, I think it was Jonathan Johansson. I think that that scouted. Ah, uh, um, he, he definitely played a part in it. Uh, but we're just finishing off in the midfield, then, Cammy, because we might as well, because we've spoken about Davis and we've spoken about Kamara. It was really good to see Ryan Jack come back and get his first start after being out with, with injury. And I think, and please tell me if I'm wrong, I think w- one thing that I didn't realise was just how important Ryan Jack was to that midfield. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I didn't expect him to hit the ground, hit the ground running like he's like he's done. Came, I mean, obviously, came off the bench on Saturday, it's, it's easier when you're you're three nothing up to be honest. But last night, heavy pitch. I wor- I worried about about him a wee bit because of the how heavy the pitch was. But again, I mean, his stats last night were were, were exceptional, and he just he, he protects he protects us uh, protects us well. I still I'm not a big fan of the, the three playing every week. Davis, Jack, and Kamara, just because slightly cautious, I, I do like a, a Scotty Arfield or somebody that's more um, somebody that's more forward thinking. But Ryan Jack can potentially he can slip in for Davis, give Davis a rest. So there's there's plenty of games between now and the end of the season and and beyond where Ryan Jack will. You know, hopefully stay injury free and and give us give us ten fifteen games between then and the end of the season. I just felt Scott that when Ryan Jack was out injured, Rangers really missed him. I, I felt as if we were, I think was it was it the Motherwell game one each where we were really struggling in the middle of the park. I think he brings a calmness, doesn't he? I mean, I know Davis is Davis has got that, but he brings a a calmness and a composure uh, on the ball. No, he knows how to do the basics. He keeps normally keeps things simple. Um, even though when he came on Saturday, scored a great goal, obviously busting into the, the box. And no, Gerard and the Rangers supporters will want to see want to see more of that because I think he has got a bit of that in his locker. He's maybe not shown it enough. Um, that there's been wee spells in his Rangers career where, where you've thought, God, he's taking it. He's taking his game on another level. I remember watching him there. Uh, an away game at Ross County. Remember, he scored two goals for the for the edge of the box, and you thought, God, that's that's Gerard esque. You no, know, you felt as if he was really, as I say, progressing his game. But obviously, he's been hampered slightly by injuries, um, which have held him back a wee bit. But listen, he's a key player for Rangers, key player for Scotland as well. He's going to want to be, you no, know, he's he's kind of made himself a first pick for for Steve Clark. Now he's obviously part of that squad that that qualified uh, in Serbia, so he'll have that in mind as well. He just needs to get fit, get consistent, and and play every game pretty much between now and the end of the and now and the end of the season. Rangers need to get him you know, to that kind of peak peak fitness because if you get Ryan Jack at hundred percent, he's a massive massive asset for you. He gives Rangers something different in there. I, th- no, so I, I think it'll be interesting over the next the next couple. We've obviously no game at the weekend, but then we've got the three games in, in quick succession ahead of the European game against Antwerp. I think it'll be interesting to see how we how we mix things up a wee bit over those games. We've got a plastic pitch 
I don't think you'll want to take any chances with any players that are maybe returning for certain certain injuries and Jack uh, potentially could be one of them. You know, I think it's going to be interesting just to see how we use the use the squad over the next two or three weeks. Well, I think I think on that I think we'll move on, gents, and we'll have a wee chat about transfers and Cammy there's talking, uh, Scott, about you know we've got three games, four games coming up in a very short space of time. So, will there be any new additions? Do you think, apart from obviously we've signed Scott Wright and Jack Simpson, but that's on pre-contracts. But do you see any players coming in now? Well, I mean, I know they were working to try and get the Scott Wright deal done now, and it, it looks as if you no, know, that isn't going to happen. But you no know, transfer window being as it is, you, you know, you would never rule out something happening. Late, not to get him in. To get him in early, I think the, I think it was a Camara deal quite late in a, a, a January transfer window as well. So, no, it just depends. Other clubs, finances, stuff like that. What, what can be done? Um, and I know in terms of the two Bournemouth boys, they certainly they also looked at the possibility of trying to trying to get them in as well. And, and I think that would have been no so much about playing them right away, but I think Gerard maybe quite liked the idea of just getting them in now. To bed them in, you know, for the summer when they're going to be European qualifiers, very it come round very very quickly. So they have been trying to get one or two in. With a bet and somebody coming in, I, I think they maybe get one in. No, it might be Scott Wright, and it might might be somebody else. I'm not sure. I, I mean, listen, the, the way they are, they know the points gap they've got, the way they're playing. I don't think Gerard would be too perturbed if he didn't get didn't get anybody in, but. You always like to just fresh, freshen things up a wee bit in January and give yourself that you know, that other that other option, if you like. So I, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. I know, and, and look, Cammy, every transfer is a gamble, whether it's a pre-contract or you sign somebody for £1 million or £50 million. Um, But Scott Wright and Jack Simpson, I think I'm right, and correct me again if I'm wrong, you'll find Scott that I say that all the time because nine times out of ten I'm wrong. But, but Cammy, is, are these two players a gamble? And that, the only reason I ask that is, is because Scott Wright hasn't played a lot of football and I believe he has had his injuries. And Jack Simpson, I think, in, over the course of seven years, has played something like 35 games. I think it's probably quite low risk. I mean, Scott Wright, as much as he's not played a lot of games, he knows the league. You know, I mean, I, I only really see Aberdeen when they come up against come up come up against us. But I think uh, for me, I think in the summer you're going to be looking to the likes of Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones. I think they'll potentially be out the door. So I think he's more of a replica, a sort of Ryan Kent type of player that could potentially he fits the system. Uh, the boy Simpson Rangers have tried to. We've been trying to get him for a couple of years. So it's a name that, although he's not played a lot of football, clearly there's something that Stephen Gerrard and the scouting the scouting department like. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the, the centre-halves in the in the summer. Balogun potentially will extend for another year. Big Katic just returning from a, a, a bad injury. Golson going into the last year of his contract. You, you just don't know. I mean, I think that'll be another guy that'll come in. I think Edmondson might potentially go out on loan now. Well, actually, that's actually a, a really good point, Scott. And I'm glad I've got you on so I can ask. Connor Goldson got into the last year of his contract. You would feel that that is one player, along with Glenn Kamara, that Rangers would try and get that contract done? 100%. I mean, I've said before, um, Tavernier and Goldson, for me, are the two guys that you need to get 
you need to get tied up. Um, no, I, I know they're a bit older, but to me, they're the they're the leaders in that dressing room now. They're the they're the pillars of the of the team. Um, and I know they've not got a great sell-on value now because of their age, but I don't think that matters. I think if you're going to progress the team and the club, you need to keep guys like that. Um, and I'm sure I'd be amazed if Steven Gerrard wasn't thinking the same the same way. I mean, the Goldson thing is obviously a worry going into the last, you know, into the last year, next season. You don't know how the players thinking. No, does he want to go back down to England? You no, know, if he goes and wins a title in a Scottish Cup this year, will he feel as if? He's done his bit and he wants to get back back down south. I mean, my gut feeling would be no. I mean, I've interviewed him a few times. He seems very happy. He likes the responsibility. He's a vice captain. He's played, but well, he's played every minute for Rangers this season. Something that obviously he wasn't getting at, at Brighton. Um, and given the you no, know, he's kind of health issues that he had before coming to Rangers, when he thought no. He, no, he might not play football again. I think he's just grateful that you no, know, he's got this opportunity. Um, and I, but I know people are concerned. Obviously, they see Simpson coming in and think that that might kind of tie up with goals and going out. But I think I'm right in saying uh, Simpson's left sided. Aye, aye. So with the other side, you, you would worry about. And that's what Scott's saying. I mean, I, I think Edmondson will go out in this window, either on loan or, or permanently. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in loan. I'd be slightly surprised if they get rid of him altogether. I've said that before. Um, I don't think Edmondson's done too much wrong, apart from his, his COVID breach, obviously, uh, that got him into a bit, a bit of bother. But he's still young, and you know, they signed him because they, they thought he'd potential. But I expect him to go out in January before the window shuts. And then in the summer, I think because Simpson is left-sided, I think it's the other three you need to look at. You know, Balligan... Rangers have got the option of another year, which you would think that they would take up, but it's no, it's no guaranteed. Um, Katic, as Scott says, coming back. There's always going to be doubts when a player comes back for a, a cruciate, how, how he's going to be, so they're going to need to see how, how he is. And obviously, Halander, who we've discussed, now, you know, Rangers wouldn't want to lose him, but again, if if a big bid comes in, then or, or if they know at the moment that there's that there's interest in Hollander kicking around, then that might be a no, that might be a problem that, that pops up for them. Um but listen, I, I think Simpson getting him on a free, he's highly rated. You're right, he's not played a lot of football. The football he has played has been at a, a high standard. You no, know, I was looking at the games he's played today. You no, know, he's played at the Etihad and Anfield and places like that. You no, know, against against good teams, of course, he'll have wanted to play more. But I think he looks like a decent a decent signing. Gerard has been tracking him for a couple of years. Um and Scott Wright, I think, is a gamble in the sense that you, Scott Wright has to find consistency in his game. Mm. It's no a gamble in the sense that you know he's got the technical ability and you know he can play in the Scottish Premiership, no problem. He can create chances, um and be a really good creative player, but He's got to he's got to stay fit and he's got to find consistency. But a bit like Scott says, like a like the Greg Stewart signing or Jordan Jones, it, it's pretty it's pretty low risk. And he's a young guy, so there's improvement in him. I think for me, just even beside somebody who's maybe had a pretty bad injury or has been out 
for, for a while with injuries. I'm still old enough to remember Daniel Prodan, so I think that just always sticks in my mind. You know what I mean? Um, but, but Cammy, I would be really, really surprised. A bit like Scott says that if Conor Goldson doesn't sign a new contract, because he's always, every time he spoke, he speaks so, so well about how much he loves the club, and he seems, he does, like Scott says, he seems really, really settled. Hundred percent. I mean, I, I think the leaders they've developed the, the two uh, Tav and, and Golson this season. The first half of the season, they were our top two, our top two players without without any doubt. I think you've got the carrot the Champions League. You know, you've got potential. You're you're two qualifiers away from the group stage of the Champions League. That's the same for Glenn Kamara. Guys like that. You know, you talk about the Euros and Hansen Glenn Kamara. He tears it up in the Champions League. Then. You know, it's it's the same situation. You know, I mean, the only thing for me is potential last contract for Tavin Golson. If a, a West Ham or a or a Leeds or somebody of that uh, level in the Premiership came in and offered seventy five grand a week, that's going to be very difficult to turn down. That's the only thing that worries me, and I don't think either of them are driven by money, but it's. It, they're, they're humans at the end of the day, you know. I mean, it's a short career, and uh, that's that's my my only worry. I just hope that they they both extend their contracts for another two or three years. That's the thing. You, you don't know. You don't know these guys. Now, a lot of the time, you don't know their kind of family situations and how they're how they're feeling. No, it's, it's easy for us to say that if Southampton come in for you, you know, you think to yourself, well, why would you leave Rangers? You no, know, Champions League qualifiers, not to go. Go and play for Southampton, or a, a much smaller club. But no, these guys have grown up in England. They've grown up with the Premier League. No, it is big money down there. They might see it as a kind of last, last kind of payday. If you like, if they're going to increase their wages, and as I say, family ties, other things like that. You just, it's hard to hard to get inside their their heads. Um, but certainly, as I say, on the surface, Golden seems really happy. No, he loves that responsibility. Gerard spoke so often about how he is the, you know, he's the talker and that that back four and the fact that he's played every game shows just how vital he is. So I'd be amazed if if honestly, I mean, if Rangers get the title wrapped up, I'd be amazed if the first thing they 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 do isn't go and get Goldson and and Tavernier tied up on on contracts. When the, no, when I'd, the, I'd be amazed. Sorry, when the league on the Sunday, Tav announced. New contract on the Monday, Ghostland on the Tuesday, Glen Camaro on the Wednesday. That's, you know, <laughs> that and that's was that the fairy tale ending that's going to happen, Cammy? Is it? Morelos scores the winning goal to win the title, and then you know I'll die, I'll die a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, one thing I have seen Scott a lot on social media with regards to what you were talking about with Jack Simpson coming in. There was a few people that said that they could see. Nikola Katic going out on loan next season. Now, me personally, I, I can't see that, but what, what do you think of that argument? I'd be surprised, but I mean, it is a possibility, I suppose, just, you know, it is tough coming back. I know it's, well, I say it's tough, it's easier now coming back for a cruciate than back when you're talking about Prodan and people are, I mean, things have moved on since then, so it is, you, you see a lot of players coming back now for cruciates and they do, they just had the ground running and they're right back into it. And Katic, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen pictures of him um, training on his own. I mean, he looks like an absolute machine now. I mean, uh, well, a real physical specimen. So, I mean, in his own mind, I think he'll be coming back, coming to challenge, you no know, Goldson and Hollander and, and Balligan, given that he was 
know, he was playing regularly before uh, before he picked up the injury, obviously, uh, towards the end of last season. So I, I, I couldn't see him get out on loan, but you would never you would never rule it out. I certainly think something's got to give on the, the left mm-hmm. side. I mean, you, you can't be signing Simpson if you're going to keep all of those players. Um, I think you need to accept that the Edmondson will surely go out now, either on loan or, or permanent. And as I say in the summer, listen, maybe it is, maybe Balligan, you know, they've got this one-year option. Again, you don't know his personal circumstances. Maybe they're not going to they're not going to trigger that that option, and that's and Simpson's a replacement for him. Um, Simpson's obviously a lot younger than Balligan as well, so who knows? But I think something's got to give. You can't have that many. Mm-hmm. You just can't have that many centre backs. Well, actually, Cami, on the the Edmondson stuff, obviously we all know why. He's not been anywhere near the team. The seven-game ban for his COVID breaches and stuff, he's had his injuries. And we actually done a poll earlier on on Twitter to say, you know, with Jack Simpson coming in, who would be the one to go? And I think it was like 75% said Edmondson. So do you see, and I don't I don't just mean in a football ability, I mean with regards to the trust for Steven Gerrard, do you see Edmondson getting back anywhere near that team? I think the fact that the manager's, you know, he's, he's welcomed the... Uh, Settling them back into the into the folds, you know. I mean, I think they've 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 said their apologies to the manager, and I think uh, Stephen Gerrard had obviously spoke to the the leadership group as he calls it, and I think that the players obviously helped to guide what he was going to do. So, I I think he's part of the he's part of the sort of 24, 25 man squad, but he's a he's a he's a million miles away from. Uh, from starting or, or even being on the on the bench. So for that point of view, I think it would be in his interest to, to, to go out on on loan or potentially permanently. I know it's a shame because you know if we hadn't done that stupid thing with the the party or whatever, I think there would have been opportunities this season for him to get some minutes. But however, um you deal with your you take the consequences of your actions just finally then Scott. Um not <laughs> was here we go. Nam Monday. Aye, aye, Obviously, the the Bournemouth managers came out and spoke about you know both Jack Simpson and Namby. Um, expect that deal to be done pretty shortly. I do. I had expect that to be announced uh, pretty shortly. They've obviously done Scott Wright and uh, Simpson. I'd expect uh, this boy to be to be next. Um I think the boy's already decided that's where he's that's where he's going and it's all kinda of tied up. It's just a matter of time now. Um and again that just adds adds strength to the midfield. It poses questions. You know, Scott said earlier how they're gonna you know how they're gonna rotate it next season. Uh you no, know, do you take up the option of Zungu? You no, know, Davis obviously getting on loads of questions to be answered, but certainly this boy, young, highly rated um, again, real physical specimen. I think it'll give Rangers real physicality in the middle of the, the middle of the park. Um, I spoke to someone last week. Uh, I was doing a piece with the Scottish boy Jack Grimmer at, at Wickham, and uh, off the ball was in loan at Wickham. Um, if it wasn't the last season, it was the season before, and he he raved about him. No, I thought he was very good. So again to get him in in a free at that age. It looks like a great, great bit of business. Rangers will have done their homework. Ross Wilson will have done his homework. Um, as I say, to get in early and get these guys tied up for next season, um, I think is, is great business for them. 
I seen on uh, I think it was Twitter, Cami, um, between both Jack Simpson and Namby off a bore. There, I, I got it spot on. Um, the, the Bournemouth fans didn't seem as unhappy losing Simpson, but they seemed absolutely gutted that Namby was gone. Aye, I mean, I, th- I think that that's something you always look at when you sign somebody, like when we signed Joe Aribo and you looked at the comments from the the, the, the fans down there. I think that always gives you a bit of added, added reassurance. For me, I think that basically puts the nail in uh, Zungu. I don't think there's any chance we will uh, take up the £3 million option now. I don't think uh, I think that three million pound will, will potentially be used um, elsewhere. Potentially to bring in a, a, an additional striking option if uh, Morelos does leave. But I think uh, great business. It's I mean pre-contracts. It's something that we've never had a scouting network like this is organised for forever. To be honest with you, you know I mean it's like even back to the Daisy David Murray and what have you. It was. Just David Murray phoning agents and, and that sort of thing. I've got the, the structures there. I've got full faith in Ross Wilson and the and the scouting team identifying. I mean, three three pre contract contracts signed. Great great business, and we'll, we'll see we'll see the guys once they, they they pull on the jersey, and then it's it's obviously it's up to them. Well, well Cammy, do you feel as if the uh, Zungus had a fair crack of the whip? Though, be able to show us what you can do. I don't I think, to be honest with you, I, I don't think he's he's done anything particularly great. I don't think he's done anything particularly bad. I don't think he's had the minutes, to be honest with you. I don't think you can, you know, if, if we wrap the, the league up um, end of March, you know, you're, you're going to have a couple of months where you might be able to get him, uh, get him more minutes. But again, you're going to have Scotty Arfield coming back, you you know, everybody's going to want to keep playing if you're still involved in Europe. I, I, I was expecting more of a, a sort of a number eight, you know, but we've tried to play him as the as the, as the six, you know, mm-hmm. where, where Davis is playing, and it's just pass side to side. When I've seen him uh, playing playing for his country, it's more getting into the box, you know, almost like a la Pogba sort of. He's just he's not had that opportunity. I think we've asked him to help us in the, the latter stages of games to close games out. So I think you're right. He's he's not had the minutes to judge him, but I just don't think is is it worth the three million pounds? I'm not too sure. Do you do, what about yourself, Scott? Do you feel as if because I've seen this quite a lot on social media and a lot of Rangers fans don't really seem that enamoured with Zungu, but me personally. All right, maybe he hasn't sparkled when he's come on, but he's not really had the chance. Nah, he's not. I mean, Stephen Gerrard talks him up. To be fair, even even in the wee cameos that he's had in press conferences, Gerrard's always quick to you know to, to praise him. Um, I agree with Scott. I mean, I don't think he's shown too much without looking too bad at, at times when he's come on. I thought he struggled a wee bit to adapt to the pace of the, the pace of the game. Um, but I think he gives he brings you a bit of presence. Um, he's clearly got a passing range. I think that is the one thing that you've seen that is the, that he can pass it. Um, he's no too many too many chances. But again, I agree with Scott. I, I was expecting a bit more box to box for him. I thought he'd have played in one of the number eight roles. Um, 
I thought he could do a bit of both. That was everything I'd read and I'd heard about him that that's what he was going to that's what he was going to do. The, certainly the clips that I'd seen. But Scott's right, it seems like they, they just want to kind of pigeonhole him in this as the the anchor man. Um even when he comes off the bench, he normally goes in he normally goes in there. I, I, ironically last night, I think when he came on he actually did play one <laughs> one forward. Um but he's been mainly as that as that sitter. Uh, and as I say, my one worry about him is just at times, you've looked at the kind of pace of games and it looks as if it's maybe passing by at times. However, to be fair to the boy, listen, he came in and wasn't he fit. I, I would like to see him with a full pre-season in him, ready to go at the start of a, at the start of a season just to see what you're going to get. But Scott says he, he might not get that because if they've got off a bore in um, you know, for that position, they've got him in a free I've already said he he looks physical as if he's going to give you that that bit of presence. So maybe that is the the sign that they're not going to take up the Zungu option. Uh, last question to you then, Scott, because as you as you can see in the background, my daughter is wanting my attention. So final question, Scott: Do you expect any outgoings in this window? I think definitely there'll be one or two. I mean, I'd be surprised if uh, be surprised. Listen, it's the usual names. I'd be surprised if Jordan Jones. Greg Stewart, uh, George Edmondson, particularly Edmondson and Jones. Actually, I think they will want to. They will probably want to get out. I know Edmondson's had a is coming back for an injury, but Jones will want to get some football. Um, Edmondson will certainly maybe want to get out just for just for something fresh to try and kickstart himself. Um, but it is getting pretty, pretty late in the window, so. Um, Gerard will want to do the will want to do the business. He want to get a couple of bodies out. I think um, just to free up a wee bit of, a wee bit of space and get these guys get these guys games. So I would expect a wee bit of movement before before Monday night, but but not too much. I know because Cammy, it's not like the old days where we hear all you know the rumours and we pretty much know who we're going to sign and who we're going to sell um, before it happens. And obviously Rangers are very very. Uh, closed off now, it's hard to tell, but there's been no rumours of anybody leaving anywhere. Aye, it's, I mean, it's a, uh, Sc- Scott's job must be, must be a, difficult. A, a nightmare. You know, it's, it, it, it's great after years, uh, uh, it was a sieve, you know, I mean, it's like, everything came out, and you, you go back two or three years, and it's just totally tightened up since everything's tightened up. The organisation, but since Ross Wilson um, uh, came in, and I kind of, um, I, I, I don't, I miss it. You know, I think it's maybe a sign of getting older. I'm, I'm not quite as, I get excited about headlines and and all that sort of situation. I think um, I, I just, I trust the, the people that are making the, are making the decisions, and I enjoyed it seeing the summer when you just clicked on to Twitter and there's Cedric Itton signed and then mm-hmm. there's Kemar Roof signed and it, it was so uh, Calvin Bassey, uh, John McLaughlin, I mean we must have signed four or five boys in the summer and the first we knew about it they had the scarf above their head at the at the training ground, you know, I mean that's the that that's the way you, you would you would love it to, to continue, you know. But the good the good thing the good thing for Rangers point of view is no in terms of the club, is that it does seem like I'm thinking the two, or three windows in advance. I think I think Ross Wilson, no, no these these deals, these pre-contract deals. I think these these all have been weeks and months in the making. I think they'll have been done quite a while ago. I think already Rangers will know 
the targets that they want this summer. Um, arguably, maybe three windows down the line, maybe next January, they'll even be looking at guys that are out of contract. And I think that's that's been the key in terms of Ross Wilson coming in and that organisation that, that Scott's talking about. I mean, that, that has been lacking for so long, that kind mm-hmm. of forward planning, joined up thinking. Um, you know, I think fans have been crying out for a bit of that and you know, they've got it. Between, between Gerard and Wilson, and obviously the back of the board as well, uh, that, that, that's pretty stable at the minute. Um, it's really encouraging for them. I, I do think, you know, they can, if, obviously, you know, if they want to get this title wrapped up, but they will then look to stay ahead of the, ahead of the curve, you knowing ahead yeah. of Celtic in that, in that regard. Celtic, no, Celtic have got a, a big rebuild in the, in the summer. It's going to take them, uh, it might take them a bit of time, and if Rangers can just get ahead, in that department, you no know, the guys coming in, you know, thinking two or three windows down the line, it could be massive in terms of the, the kind of future success of the club. Oh, I can't, listen, I can't even go there. I can't even think of that because I'll get too excited and then I'll start crying on the podcast. Right, guys, listen, that'll do us there because my house is starting to become a zoo. Um, Cammy, mate, as ever, thank you very much. Thank you. And Scott, mate, thanks very much for your time. I, I say it's to you half an hour before we started and it's been 55 minutes. <laughs> That's what happens when you start talking about football. And I, I had to be fifty-five. <laughs> I had to be fifty-five minutes. Um, thank you for everybody tuning in. We are, of course, available on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the Rangers Rabble. That's where you'll see clips and live reaction. And of course, you can download the podcast on Acast, iTunes, Spotify, blah 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 blah, all the other ones. I don't know the names. Of. And we're on Twitter at Rangers Rabble, and I would do the rest. But I want to finish on fifty-five minutes. So thank you for watching, and we'll speak to you soon. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.